0: hey we're back and it's a reasonable amount of time it's the pacific rim pro wrestling podcast the podcast that takes you from seattle to tokyo at all points throughout history from the seattle area although i may be traveling soon we may have to fix our our catchphrase Fumi. i'm going to be traveling maybe more and i won't always be in seattle so maybe we'll have to say from america to japan or america to tokyo to make up for with the times when I'm not always in Seattle, or maybe we'll just keep it and it won't matter. But either way, I'm here. You're in Tokyo, and you are yes. the esteemed Fumi Saito. How are you?
1: Wow. Uh, wow. Well, hello. How are you? I'm from Tokyo. I'm calling. Yeah, from Tokyo, and uh, yeah, we can always say America and Japan. Sure. Or the over the over the Pacific Ocean for
0: sure. Over the Pacific, across the Pacific Rim, across the Pacific Pacific Ocean. Yeah. The, po- the podcast that takes you across the Pacific Ocean and all throughout history. Maybe something like that. That's good. That's good. That's not bad. <laughs> all right, let's start. All right, let's start. Hey, first thing I need to do is I need to give away these t-shirts because I've been messing up and not doing it because I am okay, terrible okay. at contests. So let's do that. I want to congratulate uh, Sean, who I contacted on Twitter. I took one winner from Twitter who shared the show, and that was Sean. And I already contacted him. And then we'll take one winner from iTunes who gave us a five-star yeah. rating and left uh, a comment listen to some of these comments these are i just opened this up and i'm like wow i'm almost in tears some of these are so nice um really yes for real someone wrote the best wrestling about japan period listen and learn
1: oh okay
0: somebody else wrote uh saito's memory is impeccable Listen to The Bruno Show, where Saito gives a thorough breakdown of his career in Japan. Jim Valley gives very detailed questions to Saito as the professor of Japanese wrestling answers them and educates the audience. Mm, okay. I know, that's I like so nice. Share yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah,
1: nice of them. Thank ah, you. Thank somebody you. Thank else
0: wrote Best Place for Wrestling in General. Absolutely great podcast. Fumi and Jim Valley have a lot of knowledge on the wrestling business to give, and they give great, awesome insight on American and Japanese wrestling. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, somebody else wrote, we got to thank our friend, the great Brian Last. I just recently heard Fumi for the first time on the 605 podcast. What a source of knowledge. I could listen to him talk wrestling all day. Glad to hear about this podcast (laughs) and play catch up. Ah, very good. These are very so good. nice. So thank you to yeah, it's everybody. it's very nice. Uh, thank you and all the
1: me. listeners out there. Thank. Yeah, yeah I'm um, very grateful. I'm gonna,
0: I'll read a couple more here. The best pro wrestling podcast, Pacific Rim with Jim and Fumi, is the most informative podcast that delivers, that delves into the realm of Japanese pro wrestling. Okay. Another fun. one says, great source yeah. for the history of Japanese wrestling. Awesome show, love this show. So informative, and they talk about the stuff you don't hear anywhere else. You know, I think we do. That's one of the things that I like about our podcast. Is I feel like we're sort of in our own lane as far as what we do and the topics we talk about. I do like that. I'm so yeah, glad this that,
1: I, that This is what I've done last what this is a good good yeah. thirty five years or so. Right. So.
0: Welcome to the club. Uh, another one wrote fantastic. Slowly but surely this has become my favorite wrestling podcast. Fumi is tremendous and Jim is a great host. So look what nice Thank thing. You. Yeah, very nice. I'm I mean, so grateful.
1: Well, very yeah, humble. Yeah,
0: me too. I'm real I really am sincerely grateful. I mean, you know, we're not the biggest podcast in the world. We're not we just do this for, for fun and the love of wrestling and to share the knowledge Yeah, with very you. fun. Yeah. Very so, niche.
1: The, yeah, of course. The fact
0: that we've, we've touched some people, it really does mean a lot to me, so thank you.
1: Great. So Great. People, oh, cause there are people out there who want to know and is, are interested in American wrestling and Japanese wrestling and history, and, you know, yeah, it's like the thing. You know, I'm not arrogant, but uh, I was there a lot of times, so. You know physically there so i could tell people my experience of it you know
0: so we have two t-shirts to give away this time as i mentioned we'll give, we give i have
1: away... a couple of t-shirts to give away i'll i'm gonna, that. I'll tell you I'm what gonna we'll take do. photo and email yes. to you know, message to you the original i talked about original 1989 great Muta t-shirt and 1985 original uwf t-shirt
0: okay well we will give those away at a different time but these are for okay the podcast yeah. t-shirts uh two in existence I have one, a friend of mine has one, you have one, Bull Nakano has one, and then there are these two. Ah, so this is a very okay, okay. group.
1: There aren't too many, huh?
0: Well, these were. Th- this <laughs> is a true story. This is absolutely true. I'm not making this up. These okay. were Christmas presents that my wife made up for me. She made me right. six of them. And so I obviously okay. have to give one to you. We give one to Bull because it's her face on the logo. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: and yeah. then uh, i gave one to a friend i have one and then we have two more so we'll give those away to listeners okay very good and, yeah. and i just you picked it i just picked, picked a name of, at random. The,
1: uh, important listener yes
0: i picked one name i picked a i had took all the reviews i gave <laughs> them numbers i drew a number and the winner is goes by the name one silva so if you are one silva uh contact That's me yeah. at uh, Jim Valley you can do it on Twitter. I think I'm also on iTunes. I think I think I'm there as well. Uh, just contact me, get a hold of me. It's not that hard if you're one Silva and we will send you off a uh, a shirt. So congratulations and thank you everybody. And if you have if you've already commented uh, you're still entered. Would we do something in the future if we do this way? So you won't have to enter again on that regard if we do it this way again. And yeah. uh, hopefully we'll we'll do it again in the future. But thank you for all the nice. Yeah, comments. we can make
1: this <clears throat> this T-shirt thing uh, kind of a semi-regular thing. Yeah, I have quite a few T-shirts which never been worn. Don't worry, it's not my laundry or anything. It's, uh, yeah, I get a lot of wrestling T-shirt, but a lot of times I don't wear. You know? Right. And uh, it's in my closet for like years and years.
0: Well, yeah, I know that you mentioned, (laughs) uh, you know, years ago, 10 years ago or so, more now, when you and I, when you first took me to Ribera Steakhouse in Tokyo. I yeah. You know, because it was the Internet was not as advanced as it is now. And there wasn't as much information out there as there is now. I didn't the know, social media wasn't yeah. exactly. I didn't know at the time that only wrestlers got Ribera Steakhouse jackets. So I think I asked for for a jacket and you guys were like, oh, we don't have any, which is which is no big deal. Because I don't want one now that I know that they're for workers. I actually respect that and think that's cool. But you were joking about how many do you have? How many Ribera Steakhouse jackets do you think you have?
1: Yeah, yeah, see, I've gotten a couple, you know, here and there, and I've given that, you know, given that away too.
0: But in your yeah, lifetime, worked, in your yeah. lifetime, how many do you think you've had?
1: Oh, I've, I've got a few. Yeah, <laughs> different colors: silver one, yeah. the the navy blue one, and uh, silver and yellow one. I had and.
0: Uh, you guys and gave me was, though. You guys th- gave me something even more rare. You guys gave me a Ribera Steakhouse T-shirt, that was uh, uh, from don't make the Road it. Warriors.
1: Ah, right. That's an extra, extra, extra large or something. Yeah, it's
0: super huge. It's actually really funny. I love it. Yeah. That was awesome. So we'll give away some more stuff. Yes. And maybe we'll clean out. We'll <clears> get on the subject. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll lot call it. Today. We'll call it Clean Out Fumi's Closet. We're on, what, episode 37, I believe? That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got The some current
1: stuff... news, history, and questions.
0: Yes, we've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. So here's what's bugging me. There's something okay. that's really annoying me. Yeah, uh I'm... and i will talk about uh new japan and we'll talk about all the happenings in new japan here in a second but there's something that is just and the new girl coming back
1: on stardom we're, oh, we're gonna touch that
0: sure okay i didn't know if you want to talk about yeah. that we will then well, yeah of
1: course yeah
0: um what is the deal what is up with knock america what is up with that
1: i cannot answer what wwe is doing but uh how we look at it and how we look at it and how you feel is what you should talk about. This is like you thought they're turning. You thought they're turning Nakamura into somebody like Kenzo Suzuki. You know, you know, they ran out of thing to do and giving a real lame American flag Nakamura new gimmick or something. That's I just how you I felt, feel right?
0: like a lot of the time WWE has just. A very limited perspective, and they kind of recycle gimmicks. And you do see it over the course of time when they find someone similar. Like they tried to make Jack Swagger sort of into a new Kurt Angle those type of things and now they yeah. see the Japanese wrestler and now they do it's just it really I'm sure not, I mean Nakamura United is States much is more talented like than Kenzo Suzuki no one is, oh, obviously, is going obviously. to dispute that and a lot of times with WWE when you first see a gimmick or an idea you think it's terrible and over time it grows on you I grant you that could happen but I just see yeah, that sometimes it, it
1: will just, work and you like it at the end you know maybe but maybe, it
0: seemed but to me though, right
1: now I hate it they will always do most right when you come in. You know, they, oh oh yeah, he had to spend one year in NXT. That's, that's one thing. But when he came up to the main roster, SmackDown roster, he beat John Cena in the middle of the ring. That doesn't happen too often, but he had Nakamura beat John Cena. That's big, right? Huge. Yeah. And he beat Randy Orton in the middle of the ring. Then he had AJ Styles Title match program. Then after that, they kind of stopped doing things for him or something. That, don't you think?
0: Yeah, he's cooled off to be sure.
1: Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And feel... he's not even part of the mixed match challenge.
0: Yeah, and, yeah,
1: yeah. And he did not have a match at all at the Hell in a Cell very recently, you know. And two weeks in a row, his match was used as a backdrop. Of some other angle, you know, you know, single match, even title match, you know, against Jeff Hardy, but it was for something else. Right after somebody was that Randy Orton, yeah, somebody that that the, the focal point of the match became what happened after the match, and all of a sudden he disappeared from the TV frame. Even last week, he had single match against R- Rusev single match, Rusev. Of course he beat, but the focal point of the match was Aiden English turning on um, Rusev and by the time Rusev um, attacked, I mean, mean, Aiden English attacked Rusev that the, wait a minute, where's Nakamura? He's gone out of the TV frame. You know what I'm saying? Treated as if it wasn't important or something. That's what you're bothering. And I mean, that's what if that's what's bothering you i can see that too i just
0: you know? feel like this i just i i it's a, it's a cliche but it just feels like they just reached into the box of gimmicks which of course is denied but it just feels like they're recycling kenzo suzuki it it feels like the wwe much better than kenzo suzuki though the wwe transformation of the of uh nakamura is now complete that he any hint of the superstar in japan has now been enveloped by the machine and he is now fully in his wwe form it just it feels like it feels like almost like a pod person it feels like yeah but i still
1: don't see like a real racial issue or Prejudice thing, or for someone who comes from different country and doesn't quite speak the you know speak perfect language, you know English, or in, the issue is going to be there. But I don't necessarily see it as something racial stereotype. But uh, they really haven't spent much time and energy, you know, creating something for him. Nothing's but special. at the same time, wrestlers talent, superstars in WWE, they have to try to reinvent themselves on their own too and have these, your, you know, bosses notice you. Oh, wow. You know, so, so I think the struggle is pretty even and equal to any other superstars in WWE, you know, because there are a bunch of superstars in the you know, WWE dressing room that are all dressed up and ready to be on TV, but not on TV, you know what I'm saying? monday and tuesday they're all ready to get you know it's so all dressed up and all ready to go but uh, when you when you walk around and see the choke ball oh i'm not on the show you know and uh, it's really disappointing in you know experience but um um with this the tv match he has he will have to like, keep working extra hard to be noticed again at the gorilla position you know what i'm saying or they'll forget you
0: yeah it's you know? true it's definitely yeah, true. so
1: the struggle is all pretty much even with any American superstars too and maybe being Japanese and not being able to speak the language that well and uh, you will pretty much have to work extra hard you know yeah but the Tajiri always had program you know he even had a program with, you know, talking, you know, backstage and skit with not just William Rigo, but he had the skit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He had single match on, on, uh single match against Stone Cold Steve Austin on SmackDown. So Tajiri always had some program going. Tajiri and Eddie Guerrero in the World Tag Team Championship and all these things. that so, so they, if you are um not a good enough they're all good enough, but uh, you know if you work hard enough, they will come back to you and give you a little bit more.
0: It I just think. feels like not only does it feel like Kenzo Suzuki, it also feels no, no, no,
1: no. it also
0: feels like well let me finish, let me finish. Yeah. It feels like Rusev Day, where it's this cute trendy gimmick. Everyone's gonna like knock America for you know a month they're going to sell a couple of t-shirts there's going to be some ironic signs in the crowd and then eventually people are going to tire of it and sort of like a boy band he's going to be trapped in this gimmick uh, he's going you to be will 70 have, years old another opportunity in i red, believe light, that uh, blue.
1: nakamura should make a tag team you know should should find a tag team partner who is american and it should be very unlikely pair you know, make a tag team with somebody off the wall. You know, I can't say who, but, uh, you know, or even uh, uh, somebody like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Ty Dellinger or uh, I don't know, some, you know, sure. you make a new tag team and come up with new program. See, they repackage you, you know, right. that the Chad Chad Gable you know, who had no program. Now you're, you know, being tagged, you know, the pair do is Bobby Roode. And uh, I think Mm -hmm. maybe that's going somewhere. So I think Nakamura should find a tag team partner, pure American tag team partner to help his gimmick. And he has to be unlikely pair. And that's going to be the new program. They'll put you on TV again every week. I don't know.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what happens with. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's
1: so talented, he is. He's so special him. that that uh, you know is not to be wasted. You know.
0: Right. Oh, and you know what else? he's we,
1: there to stay. Yeah.
0: We also not this show, but maybe our next show will go through. We've done this every year now. I guess we're we're coming up on our one year anniversary too, aren't we? Pretty soon. Oh really? Oh okay. Okay. I would think is it? so because we did the. I remember last year one of our first shows. We did the uh, the Observer Hall of Fame for the. The the uh, Japanese candidate, so we need to do that again. Maybe next okay, episode we'll okay. do that. How about that?
1: Yes, because I haven't voted yet.
0: Yeah, neither have I.
1: I need to, the, yeah. the e- email came and yeah. I was reading all the candidates, and I cannot vote for you know European or Australian or you know your you know the, the Mexican candidate I haven't watched and, or I haven't followed enough, but a historical figure. And American territory wrestler and Japanese candidates, I'll look through very carefully. You could only vote up to 10. So, yes,
0: so okay, we'll talk about that next time. I'll do that yes. next episode for sure. Yes,
1: let's should we talk about the most recent New Japan um storyline? So sure, speak? we
0: can talk about that yes. also. Um, the card for the uh the uh, long beach show is now out the uh, fighting spirit unleashed show the california show that's coming up okay as we record okay. this this sunday has finally been released so do you want to do you want to do you want oh, to go, go ahead go ahead you want to run that go, down go, go, real quick main event was. sure main ev- i'll just do the big matches uh yeah. main event is ishii and uh, okada against ibushi and omega okay which will be a great tag team match mm, mm, that's a mm. good that's a good match
1: Ishii and Omega,
0: yeah. Yes. Well, Ishii and Okada against Ibushi and Omega.
1: Okay, that's very good, yeah.
0: Uh, Juice Robinson and Cody Rhodes for the U.S. title.
1: Juice Robinson, Cody, uh, U.S. title, okay. Yes.
0: Remember, Cody came out and attacked Juice last time, told him he looked like uh, an impersonation of Kerry Sane. It was pretty funny.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Uh, Young Bucks versus the Gorillas of Destiny for the IWGP tag team titles.
1: Is that an IWGP junior tag team title? No, no,
0: it says title. The the Gorillas of Destiny aren't a junior tag team. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're, they're Bucks are the tag team champions. Uh, Osprey versus Squirrel in a uh, junior heavyweight title tournament final. Okay,
1: okay.
0: Yep, and then uh, Tanahashi and Kushida... Versus Switchblade and Gato, which could be fun. Gato, which could be fun.
1: It's the sequel of the very angle they just ran.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about. Um, let's oh, we talk can, about yeah, we can angle.
1: talk about a few things out of that. Yeah. Sure.
0: Because I... they
1: are turning Okada babyface. Yes. Obviously, obviously, yeah. you know, but they had Tanahashi beat Okada Okada too. The Tanahashi re- is reviving you know, into more main event, going back to main event spot, like much like Shawn Michaels going up to main event spot again, which is good, you know? And uh, turning Switchblade, JY into superstar status is the one was in question, right? That everybody's like second guessing or is this guy ready or is this guy just the uh, office is such a favorite guy? he's a you know like a foreign wrestler but he's always going to be in japan you know what i'm saying as a home ring and they trusted him you know and why did they choose jay white seemingly over say juice robinson you know and uh, a few th- questions you know are there you know there do you think
0: i think so what are your what are your thoughts on that uh i,
1: I vote for uh uh juice robinson he's so talented. And uh, he is likable. He will. He probably will be very good American babyface in Japan next decade to come. You know, and uh, Jay White, you almost think he's like pushing it, right? Because this guy was like a kind of like a young lion still yesterday, like a year, you know, like a last year. Oh, it's already two years, but uh, fans' eyes, he's still one of the young younger boys you know and uh, uh all he has done is just grew his hair out obviously and uh i don't know what i'm i'm not bad mouthing this he's talented and good looking guy and he's being pushed but uh and also he went over on Kenya omega to get this u.s title you know which was very surprising uh, considering where Kenny Omega is right now, because he's obviously bigger star. But uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Baron Colvin. Colvin went over on AJ Styles to get U.S. title, but people f- quickly forgot about it, you know?
0: What I think is interesting is one could argue that yeah. Ghetto has got in on camera not not off camera but on camera the the professional wrestling manager ghetto the character yeah. ghetto has yeah. got a great eye for talent and yeah and ghetto again the kayfabe um picked okada and a lot of i mean okada was kind of young and you know i don't think he was at i think he was at a higher level than jay white is now but i guess what i'm saying is is that i have faith in ghetto both the character and the real life guy who chose jay white booker. yeah the booker yeah. and not only that but you know after this whole thing went down i thought uh, jay white cut a great promo uh he showed a lot okay. of confidence he also yeah, so I, I also he, felt i also felt yeah. he showed me something on the uh the the access show the last the last california show i was i was pretty impressed so okay, I I okay. do
1: see some growth. I'm- so I'm sure that the Gado is seeing things that a lot of people hasn't, you know, is not seeing in that, in that guy. I'm talking about Jay White. Yeah. So yeah, obviously they have plans. You know, they do have. They obviously have plans for like long term booking ideas and plans, and uh, this is taking him and taking us to different direction right now. He may, you know, Jay White, the, the switch, but may win, ended up winning IWGP title within a year or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying?
0: That would seem early, but you never know. Let me ask you this: yeah. the relationship. Do you see is is Ghetto going to going to um, nurture Jay White on and off camera for a long term relationship, just like he and Okada?
1: Yeah. Yes. 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 Long term, time, time relationship, yes, and yeah, Okada wasn't probably ready when he when they started the mega, you know, mega push. But they didn't really start that, you know, after you know, right out of blue or anything. While he, you know, Okada was was in 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 in, in Florida with TNA. Well, they, they weren't doing anything for him, but Ghetto uh, had this plan. Like a year ahead of time, when Okada comes back, he will be champion right away. I um, he personally told me that uh, at the restaurant when we went to watch, not not together, but uh, he was in uh, you know WrestleMania weekend. I was in WrestleMania weekend. He was visiting Yoshitatsu, and we all went to eat, um, you know, dinner. And uh, of course, what are you gonna talk? We're gonna talk about wrestling, of course. And I asked, you know, uh, any plan for Kazuchika Okada? Because uh, you know, he was in TNN, and, and uh, people completely forgot about him then, right? You know, at the time. But uh, he was this unusually tall, good-looking Japanese and young, like a twenty-three or four at the time. And um, any any good plans for him? So he just looked at me and kind of smiled and, "Don't tell anybody. He'll be champion, <laughs> right when he comes back." So, are you sure? That's the plan. That's the He already had the plan, all, everything all planned, you know, to make Kazuchika Okada into what it is today. So, um, maybe a lot of people may not see this, you know, Jay White plan, you know, the project, j White, let's say. So he will, well, he obviously he's seeing, Kedo is seeing things in j White, many people are not seeing right now. So, Let's see and wait and see how they're going to do. And this is like a much like any, um, your, you know, competitive, you know, sports, like a legitimate sport. You give this guy a ball and you run with it, how fast, you know, as fast as you can, as long, you know, as fast as you can, as long as you can. And this is, you know it, 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 you know, it all actual talent and actual ability. You know what i'm saying and uh this is this is a test for everybody you know to accept him as a star but this is test big test for jay white you know whether he'll be able to really carry that ball and uh you know when you look back 15 years ago when john cena became champion we all going like what right
0: i made that exact noise you're right i did I went,
1: yeah so yeah, but uh, pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view, they put them in main event and they had this carefully planned, you know, single match, title match, main event. And uh, this really intense, this situation and, uh, and very, yeah, with seriousness that uh, this is like a give you know, giving lead role in this major budget Hollywood movie or something you're the lead role you do it or you do this is, I'm sure this is work but this is legitimate entertainment let's say sports entertainment but the legitimacy in that is very real if you can have this role and you have it in him or not this is very real and we're uh, we're gonna wait to see if J.A. White really has it in him you know see John Cena obviously had it and the first year as a champion and main eventing pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view that we really started seeing that yeah this guy's the main guy And 2018 he really is an icon of wwe or all of sport entertainment so we, you know JY white can become a different superstar person, maybe a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you are investing time and money in it. Did you know that, uh, see, WWE don't sign guys over 30 years old now? That uh, if they are to hire any new talent, you have to be around 25 years old because they will be investing their money and time for 10 years. So age 25 to 35, they're making them superstar and they have 10 year run not you cannot be young too young but you cannot be too old they are always looking for talent that are around 25 years old and invest 10 years that's the formula i heard you know so maybe the new japan has the same you know uh, structure to develop the talent and create new superstar you know at the same time i'm sure that the, tanahashi will have his very final very good run this year into next year he had this movie just came out and he had a lead role it's a big budget movie not a big budget but the, you know pretty major movie and he's in a, in a leading role it just came out you know that the, my dad is a bad a you know, bad guy champion movie it just came up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a mask guy and heal, and uh, comes comes home and be uh, such a nice daddy, in home, you know, wife and kids, and uh, it just I, heard, it's just like a, it, I heard a lot of good reviews. People non wrestling fan can enjoy it, and of course, wrestling fans can enjoy it. And most importantly, people will have better understanding about professional wrestling. You know, uh, you know as a whole oh it's not fake as, a, as fake as you think it is it is so real uh, how the emotions and you know and uh, how to become somebody or you know to be hero of somebody and come home to be daddy and come home home to be husband and uh, just good movie very good movie and Tanahashi actually is actually pretty good actor now you know well, so, uh, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk yeah, about...
0: Yeah, he's good. Let's, it, so, us So, the Jay
1: White, let's give him time. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. So, before we say, eh, hey, guys, just too much pushing, Yeah.
0: But I, I, I think it's fair to say that right now, it certainly looks like it's going to be Okada and Jay Mega White... Push. And Mega Tana push, and huh? Omega at, yeah. uh, at uh, Tokyo Dome.
1: And I'm really hoping that uh, Tanahashi will beat... Can you omega this time, you know? Yeah. And this might be the final time he'll do so, you
0: know? One last run. You know, I love I love the timing of Japanese wrestling, and I love that, you know, Tanahashi can go down a level and he's not defined by it. He can always come back up. Unlike the United States or WWE when you kind of get slotted and now it's like because Tanahashi has been at a lower level now he seems fresher and it also feels like you you want him to succeed you're rooting for him for Let's that better. Like Tanahashi
1: time. like he's your Triple H or Shawn Michaels you know that the, he is always able to have main event type of match and uh, he's in his 41 year old Korea, where he every time he goes work for, uh, at the big match like a tokyo dome let's make it a big deal you know
0: now let and me ask you this this, year,
1: this summer's g1 was very special remember
0: yes let me ask you this uh mike semper yeah. Vivi, who does uh the wrestling observer is a friend of mine great guy loves japanese wrestling okay he had okay. an interesting theory yeah will okada over time is now okada going to be the baby face and now yeah. Okada will sort of become, over time, kind of the new Tanahashi, um, younger, but sort of the old hand, the ace uh, of, the, of New Japan, and be the baby face as opposed to the, to the heel. So maybe Tanahashi is a great run in 19. He sort of gets, you know, in a way, rides off into the sunset. And what we're left with is Okada in the Tanahashi position. Tanahashi
1: was never here and he will never be no and what I'm saying is Okada's going to here. be the
0: good guy he's going to be the baby face he's going to be sort of I mean yeah he's baby is fine
1: but he will people will not accept him as baby face just overnight
0: right but I'm saying like in, will, a, in a year over time
1: yeah a year or two or three even because you have to well like a reinventing yourself, yourself that the, the interview he gives has to change and uh without Gero, without Gero, Okada will be on his own, obviously, and he will have to mature as a superstar, and obviously, he will grow a little older, but uh, probably his hair is not going to be orange, and uh, his interview is not in character. He will has to act more like a person that you can believe in, and uh, we will, you know, the wrestling fan will accept this 35-year-old Okada as somebody that you can trust. Then you become your Tanahashi position. You know, he's too much in character last five years or so.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the talent-wise, yes, he always like, work-wise, yes, is up there. You know, it's so so talented. He's always going to be up there. And also, he'll take a role that he will be challenged by his younger peers you know yeah he was younger young champion but uh, soon he will be veteran and when you look you know when you turn back there will be a whole bunch of new new japan superstar coming up that wants to have a single match against okada so that's a new program
0: that's what i'm saying so he's kind i feel like he's going to be sort of the new the new Tanahashi. All right, let's talk
1: Tanahashi about... Tanahashi or Muto are it, you know? Yeah, Hashimoto, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good like point,
0: that. too. Uh, real quick, yeah. let's talk about uh, Stardom and uh, Risa Hoshiki. I, I didn't watch Hoshiki, Stardom yeah. in eleven, so I, I don't know a lot uh, about Oh, that.
1: yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. But last night after this um, tournament thing, you know, that uh, your 2005 five-star Grand Prix tournament final, um... um My Iwatani beat this, you know, big, huge, his name is Utami Hayashishita. She come out of reality TV show, you know, from big, it's called Big Daddy. And this big daddy has 10 children. She was one of the, one of the 10 children. It was on, she's been on TV since she was about sixth grade, you know, now she's 22 or so, and she's actually famous and, uh, before wrestling. The, the type of kid who was on TV, you know, but uh, it's not a it's not an angle. Actually, Utami Hayashishita actually sent her you know res- re- resume to the office wanting to have audition to become a wrestler. So it's not like somebody. You know, planted her to be a wrestling star, and Rossi accepted the plan. And no, no, this Utami Hayashita actually applied for a job. You know, she wanted to be a wrestler right out of high school, but the family was poor to so many kids. So she worked in a restaurant in a food business, you know, that uh, right out of high school for four years, and now she's she wants to be wrestler. She was always wrestling fan growing up and was a junior high high school judo champion. So she does have background, you know? But uh Rossi didn't make her win the tournament right away. She was in final, but the veteran Iwatani won the tournament. And as soon as the match was over, she announced it that the uh, Iwatani announced it. I actually have somebody somebody that I wanna introduce. I don't I don't know if people remember her. Oh uh, she was a friend of ours, and we started out together six years ago uh, at the stardom. And that was, uh, yeah, that was Hoshiki. She, six years ago, actually more like a seven years ago, when, when when Hoshiki started with stardom, she was ninth grade, 15-year-old, <laughs> you know, ninth grader you know a lot of high school and ninth grade is like a barely high school that's like a almost junior high right but uh, she came in and at the time stardom didn't have dojo so they were using shinkiba first rings, rings they had always wrestling ring there so they can rent uh shinkiba first ring ring for uh, for practice during the day you know and uh, all the girls are practicing and Fuka was training girls, and she was one of them. And Hoshiki uh, debuted when she was like 15, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I was 14, probably. Yeah. And then left, you know, something, you know, it probably uh, very universal about it, that the, the difference between women's wrestlers and male wrestlers, I'm not a you know, chauvinist or sexist, I don't want to sound like it, but uh, sometimes women's talent, wake up in the morning and they had changed minds. You know what I'm saying? She was going to be, you know, star and she was serious about it. But one morning she woke up, she didn't want to do it anymore. So she left when she was like 16, then went back to high school, finished school. Then she went to shoot boxing as a kickboxer. Then... They, uh, Iwatani Mayu Iwatani and and Hoshiki, they they kept in touch, you know, with each other all this time. And now that, uh, just like Yoko Bito, you know, some of the girls changed their mind again and they, she wants to work again. Then Rossi said, okay, come back. Because for women's wrestlers, I think they have shorter career span than male, male wrestler, right? 'Cause they retire young a lot of times. You know? And I'm pretty sure that the lead you know, people like a leader or Trish Stratus, you know, Trish Stratus or Beth Phoenix, they could work in a ring if they wanted it to. But they wanted to retire completely. It's kinda like that over here too. Some girls stay in the ring forever like uh, Aja Khan, Kyoko Inoue or somebody like Toruta, you know, Manami Toyota, who re- recently retired. But some other girls, they just want to retire when they want to retire or when they feel that they they did everything they wanted to do. They're leaving and never look back. And uh, Hoshi, for Hoshiki, when she showed up yesterday, I was there at Takoraken Hall. I didn't even recognize her because when she left, She was still 16. Now she's 22. A person, 16 years old and 22 years old women, they completely look different. Are you with me?
0: I am tracking with you. Why don't we uh, move on to some other questions with the hashtag Ask
1: Fumi. Yeah, but she will be part of the very good stop puck, you know? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: All right. Hey. Uh, we okay. So you do have a couple of questions. I think we missed a couple. Let, let's do a couple here real quick. Uh, yeah, the Sayama's book. Yeah. Well. Okay. Before we do. Oh, yeah. Let's do Sayama's book. Tell me about uh, Sayama's yeah. book.
1: Yeah. Because people been asking. Oh, there's a uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot his name. But uh, there was a book called Kayfabe. Yes exactly in japanese too but it's good the title of the book was "K-fabe," and it was published in the fall of 1985 and hey. written by satoru sayama
0: question before we go any yeah. farther is Kfabe the same in, in japanese yes
1: when the book came out nobody knew that word okay Period.
0: Okay. But Is there became... an equivalent, sort of like Pororesu? Is there a equivalent? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We have that too, but not like, okay, back in the book, it explained the word kayfabe meant or okay. how they use it. When a stranger uh, to the business come to your, say, dressing room or backstage, they send signal to each other saying, kayfabe, 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 then they shut their mouth until the person leaves the room. That's how they use it. Or oh, right. the a, a few quick you know example of how to use the word K You know? And the word is new. It's not even translated. So there's no what, what
0: let's say let's say you and I are wrestlers and we're at the back door and all of yeah. sudden a sudden a fan comes up. How do I let you know? How do I give you the iggy to to, you know, not talk?
1: Now they do universal word kayfabe.
0: okay but back then let's say let's say this is 1985
1: what do we do right um it's different because like look? new japan new japan never used that word kf
0: okay but let's say But th- old
1: okay. japan baba's family kind of used that word okay and there's another word called yokata yokata is like a um, Y-O-K-A ta yokata means like a outside person or stranger to the world we are living in
0: oh you know, my god yokata. why you see that when we started this podcast i asked you for a word that would work like a japanese word that would have worked we could have called this show yokata, and yokata.
1: no no That's i hate we that. could
0: have called yeah yeah i think so
1: no yeah. i don't even use it that I'm is only... for very insecure individuals you oh know?
0: definitely they will use it because i am Insecure? I'm just playing with you. Okay, so <laughs> no, so, yeah, so yeah, why did he why did he choose to get back on topic? I'm driving us too far off. Why did he choose the right. word kayfabe, and did it, it confuse? That people? was the exactly
1: what he wanted to talk about. Okay, that was 1985. The book came out in fall, and uh, that the September of 1985, Saturn Sayama... At the time, Super Tiger, not even a not even a Tiger Mask. He his ring name was Superstar, working for Original UWF. Okay, and uh, actually, Satoru Sayama's Super Tiger version, did they worked for UWF? But he already had his own Super Tiger gym, teaching a membership only, you know, new sport called Shooto. You know, like a shoot that's also from very wrestling terminology, but uh, they still remain, you know, like a MMA Shuto, S-H-O-O-T-O at the end, you know, Shooto. He already had started Shuto um, structure and all the rules he came up with, and he wanted that to become a new sport, completely different from professional wrestling. At the same time, he was working for with UWF, original UWF with people like Maeda, Takada, Fujiwara, Yamazaki, and other, you know what I mean? Then, then he left UWF to pursue his Shuto, a uh, new sport, but uh, that was a G- September of 1985. Then the book came out too soon because, don't you think... It takes three to five months to actually put together a book and do the all the proofreading and already to hit you know and you know, print and hit the store, you need months of work. But the timing was too perfect that the right after he resigned from original UWF in September of nineteen eighty five, next week the book came out. So he must have planned it a long time ago. That's one thing.
0: Did but, it sell? Uh, did it sell it, well? Uh,
1: actually, very small cir- circulation. Very small circulation. You can, all you know, find that cave, book kavef in Japanese Amazon, but I looked at it. It's like a very limited copy remain. It's all old one. Somebody sold it, right? But uh, it's like a price went up. You know? Oh my gosh. When he came out, it was like a you know fifteen dollar book, but it's now it's like a thousand dollar book, you know, because right. there's no copy left.
0: I have a Gary Hart a, book, by the big way. Seller. If anyone wants to buy my Gary Hart book for fifteen hundred dollars, like everyone else is selling theirs. Ah, see, <laughs> see,
1: so circulation was small. It right. came out of very small publishing, you know, company, and it was ghost written by somebody else and proofread by Sayama himself, right. but that uh, the title was kayfabe but i i read the whole thing back then you know the the entire book i read it you know but uh he never talked about the fact each and every match has finished he never talked about it but uh he talked about the mechanic of wrestling moves you know do the suplex and do this or even the german suplex you know, as, as much as the shoot looking moves, that uh, su- uh, all the moves you have to cooperate with, wrestlers have to cooperate with each other to have even have these wrestling move in places. And uh, all the mechanics are told. And, uh, but it was not expose, but it was not exactly like complete. I don't know why, but they did not talk about. The Finnish and Feasinish, you know, the carney. Um they basically talked how professional wrestling match worked. So you have to help each other. It's an entertainment form. And it was his goodbye to professional wrestling.
0: So did he do it like a lot of times? Like for example, there's some famous times. Obviously, Eddie Mansfield around the same time cutting his forehead, right? Um, Roy Similar. Roy Shire when he when he when he left, he ah. did it well. he was not arrested. He
1: was arrested too. Yeah,
0: yeah. There are people who do it out of spite. Why did Sayama do this? Was it out of spite? He
1: was his goodbye to professional wrestling. See, was he mad? I don't know, but the uh, you that, see people were confused. And um, they thought what the U- original UWF was doing was changing professional wrestling into legitimate competitive, you know, competitive sports. And their match looked that way, you know? But it was actually a work. You know, like a work, it was like a very similar, but later on, they came up with a work shoot or something. You know? They don't bounce off ropes. You know, they don't do drop kicks. You know, they don't do like a real, you mean like a typical working move of wrestling. Not bouncing off the rope in Japan was a big issue. Because when you talk about professional wrestling, how people tell you, non-wrestling fan even, or you're somebody from, your relative, your uncle, or somebody from your neighborhood or school, homeroom teacher or somebody, they all tell you. Wrestling's is fake. Wrestling's bad. Wrestling is fake. But they are not wrestling fans. They don't know what they're talking about. Right? All right. But we were defending it all my life. I mean, all your life. I've, I've defended wrestling all my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, Just like me, defending still myself, do. you know? I still Being Oh, my fan. gosh. I'm so tired of it. I'm so yeah, tired but, uh, of you, but it. Yeah, but you so have awesome. better logic
1: about right. it, and you know, as you grow older and better understanding of it, Right, but you your friends still don't, look at you don't like know everything about it. Kind of like a tough love. So, you know, you right, don't. Let's,
0: let's move on to some more questions here while we still have. No, time. no, no. This is very, very important.
1: Okay, very important. Okay, okay. So okay. The, the KFAB, the book, K, very important. We can spend hours on this subject. I know, but yeah, yeah. Okay. The book KFAB was the very first book of its kind in Japan, written by a wrestler. That's what's important.
0: The very but first was book, like a... autobiography written by a wrestler, or the very first No 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 KFA three... expose. Okay, we're okay, gotcha.
1: Very first book of this kind. You know, even in the Ricky Dozens era, the same subject was discussed. You know, that's why regular newspaper, real newspaper like Yomiuri newspaper or Asahi newspaper, they stopped reporting wrestling result on their sports section right second year into Ricky Dozan's era. See, Ricky Dozan will tell you it's all real, but it was Channel 4, you know, Nippon TV's TV program. And even in the first year, a few months after Ricky Dozan, Kimura against Sharp Brothers, Asahi newspaper reported, this is the perception of professional wrestling in America it's not considered the Jilly sports period it's like so there was the this discussion was there but uh these type of you know was a um, topic or theory were not really discussed among Japanese wrestling community until Sayama you know so it was the first expose type of book but it wasn't a bestseller either and uh, I don't know how big of an effect it had okay yeah.
0: All right. Uh...
1: Let's come back and talk about this because this
0: is like okay. This
1: will lead into second version of UWF. It's more shoot. Yet it had Finished Right. All right. Then you have to go into Maeda's rings. It all became MMA after Maeda retired. Or Funaki and Minoru Suzuki's Pancras. It was they call it professional wrestling, but it, in essence, it was MMA. Yeah. Okay, so we, we can talk we'll about this back. all day long. We,
0: we gotta create, we gotta get through some of these questions. Okay, think, okay, okay. I think okay. people are getting mad at us. We gotta do these questions. Really?
1: Okay, but we gotta uh, come back and do this uh, Sayama and Maeda and UWF and Rings, Pancras yes. UWFI theme.
0: Okay, we will. Uh, <clears throat> Sean, who won our T-shirt, by the way, congratulations, Sean. I'll send yeah, you send yeah. me your address. We'll make it happen. Uh, memories of the Liger Sano feud and matches.
1: Yeah, yeah. Liga's very first real rivalry, you know, rival. Uh, Sano, uh, Naoki Sano, now Takuma Sano, but Sano and Laiga, Keiichi Yamada, and another person, Hata, you know, Hiroaki Hata. There were three guys come out of New Japan Dojo, class of 1983. Sano and Laiga Yamada were the rivals. You know, Hata kind of retired young, but... Uh, so uh, they toured Mexico different time and Liga was already a star and Sano came back from Mexico to be some star and they had the program going they respected each other they started out together in 1983 and now that that was their time to run junior heavyweight but the main event program you know and Laiga put Sano over for title too and uh it was a big rivalry. What's important is, though, Liger Sano series of match. Some people think their match was the one, uh, one match or program actually. Sano Liga series of match were the ones that changed Japanese wrestling into high spot fest. It never changed again.
0: Even you know, more than do... that Dynamite and Tiger Mask.
1: Dynamite and Tiger Mask was two individual having a match nobody else can do. Oh the Liga and the Sano same way, but the Dynamite Kit and Tiger Mask were like a two two people so original that the there's a difference. This is like original art. Okay. But the, the concept Liga and Sano did was like a, they come up with such a spectacular high spot. It should have been finished every time, but they, they keep kicking out, keep kick out. It could have been a kick out. It could, this could have been a kick out. So it's, it became 1990s Japanese wrestling style. Anybody came after Laiga and Sano, they started doing pretty much the same thing. That the, Hey, that could have been finished, save it. That could have been finished, save it for another day. But they do 25 high spots that they keep kicking out. Then uh, like People like Masa Saito and Ricky Choshu had a you know, problem with that save cut it in half you know what i'm saying you are doing everything then the like, liga and sound well, they can still come up with new and yeah, a lot, lot more that's not the point it's a, you are killing it kind of kids, thing
0: kids but, they just don't know how to work
1: uh well <laughs> i wouldn't say they don't know how to work that's they know joke. that they are innovative yeah. but they did change japanese style in a lot of ways in sano and liger were pretty responsible of switch you know shifting the style to because they were junior heavyweight not big people you know you do so many high spots that the new one the people haven't seen so they're like almost addicted to create more new high spots then they want to do more therefore they have to kick out at the counter too oh my gosh it's for people like for Ricky Choshu and Masa Saito, hey, save that. Save that one. Save that one for another day. You come up with this finish you you know people have never seen. But Lai and Sano will go ahead and create more stuff. But at the end of the day you have to kick out at the counter too, right? So right. what did they mean? So it, they did change Japanese wrestling style for nineties though, in both good and bad. The Muto is the one who shifted this back to more old fashioned and used dragon screw and figure for leg lock and ask, actually used figure for leg lock as a finish like old timer. You know? For like and Sano, figure for leg lock is just one of the rest hold. Does that, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. <sighs> So the that, if that's what they want to know about it that's how, how how I look at it you know but the Muto did shift He shifted dressing back to more less, doing less is doing more kind of i know concept
0: All right uh someone Very wants good. to know about <laughs> Uh, he says he recently got a copy of Eggshells, uh, talking about uh, pro wrestling in the Tokyo Dome by Chris Charlton. Says he saw a card he's never heard of: the Bridge of Dreams Tokyo Dome in full bloom, April second, nineteen ninety-five. Do you remember that yeah, card?
1: It, of course. Yeah, it was the Tokyo Dome card produced by Baseball Magazine Sha, the the company I used to work for, in you know, a weekly pro wrestling it was a 40th year anniversary for parent company, Baseball Magazine Shop. Okay, Baseball Magazine Shop obviously started out with Baseball Magazine. Then they had, this, you know, like a baseball magazine, just, uh, you know, volleyball magazine, swimming magazine, bowling magazine, sumo magazine, boxing magazine, all those, like 40 different kind, uh 40 different magazines. That 1995 was 40th year anniversary for that company. They wanted to promote wrestling show at the Tokyo Dome with all the different groups worked. So, not everybody worked, but the 13 different companies gathered and worked one show. 13 different companies, meaning you know, All Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Maeda's Rings, the All Japan Women, the you know, Ryuma Go's group, the, uh, all these groups, but Ten W-A-R or WAR group sided with Gang Magazine. The Gang decided to run wrestling show head-to-head right next door at the Korakuen Hall right at the same time. They drew 1,700 people. That's fine. But the uh, Tokyo Dome card, we had uh, 13 different groups worked and sell out to Tokyo. It only happened once, but uh, well, it was also beginning of the end of uh, Tarzan Yamamoto, the elder in chief, beginning of the end for his era. That's how I remember it. 13 different groups. It was the hardest thing to put together. Okay. If you have Jan Baba's Old Japan and Anthony Inoki's New Japan, who, how are you going to put, who, who are you going to put in the last card, last match? Politically correct. You know what I'm saying?
0: I and you actually weren't at that show. Didn't you have to go cover WrestleMania 11? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because normally Tarzan Yamamoto, my boss at the time, editor in chief, they had this. Let go to WrestleMania with him tour every you know every year, and at the time, Mr. Yamamoto was producing this whole. Tokyo Dome show thing, so I had to go to WrestleMania 10, you know, so... But I did watch it on videotape They, you know, they taped, but they never produced, that video never came out. Only bootleg version exists to this day. Because of all the rights, all the New Japan talent has exclusive, exclusive contract with TV Asahi, Channel 10 at the time, not Channel 5. All the old Japan talents, you know, Jumbo, the Tenru, the Stan Hansen, all the guys, they have exclusive contract with Channel 4, Nippon TV. So either one of these, you know, group could appear on videotape even. Rings, Takada's, UWFI, or Michinoku, All Japan Women, JWP, LLPW, all 30, they all have different rights to different publisher or different TV channel. It was the hardest thing. So the formula we came up at the end was that whomever wanted to open the company, you know, the oldest company would go last. So technically, New Japan opened in March of 1972 and Baba's All Japan technically opened October of 1972. All right, it's solved. New Japan go at the end and the second last um, All Japan. That was the hardest thing, you know, politically. And uh, yeah, that was that. And Baba came up with a six-man tag team, you know, like best of uh, the Steno, you know, Misawa's group and the Stan's group, working against each other for 30 minutes Broadway. So no winner, but they give you the best match of the night. So there's a sense of competition was there. You know, New Japan will give you the best match of the night or old Japan will give you best match of the night or maybe Maeda will give you the best match of the night. Wasn't that interesting? 13 different groups worked.
0: No, but I think it's I don't always don't you know, growing up, you know, you read the Western magazines and they always had the super card with the NWA champion, the AWA champion, the WW yeah. champion, and yeah. you know, you always dream of those cards. I mean, I kind of saw one when I was a kid in Portland in eighty five when Don Owen sure. did the extravaganza with Rick Flair and Billy Jack for the NWA title, and Rick Martel was there Hitler. defending the AWA title, and Ronnie mm-hmm. Piper was there just off WrestleMania and the W. So I think as a fan, you dream of those cross-promotional shows to mm-hmm, see who mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. best. And it's a, it, I think it's a fantasy that we all have at some point.
1: Yeah, but when you grow up, you just realize there ain't going to be a finish. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: right, well, yeah, that's the problem, yeah. too.
1: Yeah. But I think you know, that uh, was also, that the, was also yeah. the
0: appeal of the, the NWO and... And uh, you know, well both, both NWOs are the, the UD UWFI angle and mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. all of that. I mean that's what fans wanna see. Who is the best of the best? So I think that's the appeal. Oh
1: for different of the company show. and yeah. different style. Yeah. Different style. Yeah. yeah. Who would and what was shocking was everybody thought Takada's U W F I was better than Muto's New Japan style, right? Yeah.
0: I mean you really don't have that now. I mean if Kenny Omega were to go to WWF, I think the the question is can he have great matches with AJ Styles and can he be the WWF champion not eat, necessarily eat. can he go there and you know, can he go there and survive and succeed versus who is he gonna beat and win and show that New Japan is better than WWE?
1: But I kinda don't think Kenny Omega will ever go to that. I, I don't think he I'm will convinced. either. I'm just using that as a. Yeah, exam. I'm convinced now. Yeah. That he will, be, he will be the king of Japan.
0: Yeah, and he should you know? be. He mm-hmm. should be. I think he's much better suited for that.
1: Yeah, so much, probably like Sting, maybe 10 years after his prime with New Japan or okay. something, and they still, Asia Styles, like a 50 year old. It's just, I want you, then this might happen, you know, at right. WrestleMania some year, maybe hey, 10, 15 years from now.
0: Yeah. Before we go, I have a question. Yeah so uh you know i do a couple of podcasts i don't know how many i i got into too many podcasts for me and i don't know how this happened i guess well you're the radio guy i can't say no that's my problem but so i do this other podcast with pat mcneil who's a very nice man and we do the uh it's called the Wayback playback where we watch old episodes of wrestling okay and we kind of commentate on them and make jokes and talk about the history put things in context you can find it on the uh, Creative Control Network. Just look for Wayback Playback or follow my Twitter, Pat McNeil's Twitter. Anyway, we were yeah. watching WWF In Your House, Ground Zero, 1997. So a couple of months before the infamous Survivor Series. And it was oh, Bret cool. Hart taking on Del Wilkes, the Patriot. And I guess I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I guess I wasn't paying attention, but... I I feel bad saying this, but Dale Wilkes was not great, was he? <laughs> and I guess I haven't seen his all Japan as a patriot. As the patriot, yeah, it was like he had no emotion. Obviously, he's wearing the mask; you don't see his face. I thought his body language and his selling was was stiff and just Slunky. non-existent. And and I, I need to go back now and watch his All Japan stuff because I haven't seen it in in forever. Can you? You know, I think old, he, was, old he in all was he better All Japan? Was was he ever well, probably
1: that, that too but uh there was reason that jan baba put him put del wilkes mask you wear a mask
0: well he was the patriot he, before all japan wasn't he because he was in in global yeah yeah that too but uh, he, he would
1: he uh, would jan baba would have put him a mask for sure okay no emotion he's no stan henson no you know doug Furnas had even bigger emotion in face, facial stuff, you know, but Del Wilkes probably didn't have that emotional, you know, side of it. And, uh, he was a perfect mask guy. So somebody had an idea he need to wear a mask, you know?
0: Yeah. I just didn't feel that he was, it was really a very, just barely, possible, but man. he was
1: regular and he was good, but he did not really have triple crown title match program single right he didn't you know so he was like a fifth from the top from probably well Stand, and uh, yeah. yeah like a uh, below even below danny spivey or something
0: right or, or Joel
1: obviously deaton. Or above joe deaton okay but uh underneath terry gordian steve williams for sure oh for sure yeah
0: but yeah he just it just it just seemed like it had no emotion and no fire at all and <laughs> I was, I was but just, he oh, had wow. great body it's great body I mean I remember yeah. when I first saw him as the trooper and then in global and I was like oh yeah that guy's got the body that was in <laughs> vogue in early 90 because you had the ultimate warrior and sure. and, and all that Big stuff guy. so I thought for sure he was going to be a major star and now I, now I guess I wasn't paying attention or I just had different eyes or I, I think I just wasn't paying attention I'm pretty sure I just wasn't watching with very critical eyes and now I see him and I was just like there's just just nothing there and i'm sorry to say that but it's true
1: well but i don't know the vince mcmahon WWE people see it too and he was not a survivor series main event he was no. in your house main event yeah that tells you
0: not even a main event he was second from the top behind the first michael's undertaker match
1: ah so hell in a cell
0: no, the one that led the match that led up to Hell in a Cell that had all the interference ah, and all of the right. referee bumps and because then you need a cage.
1: Call, Yeah, we used to call In Your House a mini pay per view. It know? was it yeah. Con- yeah, it wasn't considered one of the, uh, like a twelve pay per view oh, a no, year. No, In Your House was your mini pay per view. But this know?
0: was the first. This was the first three hour In Your House that they did. They switched over at Ground Uh, Zero to do with... Because WCW was having so much success doing a three-hour pay-per-view every month that WWE followed suit, and that was the first one. Sure.
1: Yeah. But the pay-per-view, all in all, you are not going to use the name Ground Zero now anyway. (laughs) <laughs> no no you're, you're not. not not politically correct at all This, this is a true, not, let's not use it.
0: you want to hear a true yeah. story you know I used to have the total chaos show in Portland just on terrestrial radio in like 99 to 2002 I think and yeah. I was looking for a name like a wrestling name and I saw ground zero from the pay-per-view and I was oh,
1: like, you don't want to use that
0: oh wait wait well here's what happened is there's like a like a sci-fi conspiracy theory weird show that's called ground zero and so okay. i've discovered that ground zero and i was like oh okay i can't use that name and then well two years oh, later no. i wouldn't have wanted the name anyway oh but, no bad. but i almost did i almost had a show <laughs> called ground zero so yeah
1: wow right?
0: yeah i'm very very fortunate that uh that i chose total chaos it would that, have to
1: of, change it anyway, that would yeah.
0: have been awkward very uh, very yeah. poor choice but so right.
1: Anyway. And not, support, but let's not forget that it was already ten, you know, seventeen years ago. Yeah. And see, I teach college course, and this year's freshmen, some of the kids were born in two thousand. You know, so it was like way too long ago for you and I. It was a while back, two thousand and one. Yeah, seventeen years ago, but not that long time ago, right? But for today's kids, that nine one one was even like a history already. You know, yeah, strange.
0: Yeah, time time marches on; it waits for no man. <sighs> well, time right. is marching on for us too, so we should get out of here. But if you do all
1: right, have more well, questions... well, well, we have to go back. To, like I said, let's go back and do this shoot wrestling, okay? Uh, UWF thing and evolve into. Yeah, we still have to talk about like a Norifumi the um, model. Because he was largely responsible for the MMA boom in Japan in 2000 early 2000s. You know? Okay, do you do, you, do a lot you want to talk about that yeah. next time? Sure, because a lot of wrestling fans at the time, probably because of somebody like him, they stopped watching wrestling. This one's real and a lot cooler, you know. Yeah.
0: Okay, well we'll do uh, we'll do some more uh, shoot stuff then, and uh, take your questions at hashtag Ask Fumi. And uh, we'll be back in uh, maybe a little over a week or so. I've got my wife's birthday, Carrie's sure, birthday sure. coming up on the second. Let's do it. Yep. But we'll Sounds do that. Uh, so hit the hashtag AskFumi on Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter, Fumi? Uh, Fumihikodayo. It's all one word. F
1: U M I H I K O D A Y O. Fumihikodayo Fumihiko Dayo, means that like it's Fumi. And also, you can find me, Fumi Saito, on Facebook.
0: And I am uh, Jim Valley, J-I-M-V-A-L-L-E-Y-Y because i like you and you can also find me jim Valley on the facebook as well so until next Very time good. so long from tokyo thank you